anyways, let's get going. Today's topic. Uh, You would have seen the 12-minute talk talking about shotguns, which potentially might do a full podcast on shotguns. There's a few guys I would like to get in here that are super serious and highly knowledgeable about predator hunting shotguns and all that stuff. But this, this episode is going to be why I stopped using the shotgun. Uh, we've made mention of this a few different times in like past episodes, but we've never did like a keep talking about like, we're going to do a full episode and here it is. Uh, so this would have happened again. I've probably mentioned this before. I'm going to go ahead and get into it again used to be a major proponent of shotgun uh for close range stuff and i you know to an extent i still am for certain people like people who can't shoot very good <laughs> uh and it, you know there's also the scenario where this does uh shotguns especially in texas i mean i'm sure other states as well it will open up land opportunities for you so i'm not saying completely get out of shotguns in a an argument could be made that it'd be uh, probably a little bit better tool in Fox country than an AR for most people. Cause I mean, most people don't practice that often. Shotgun's kind of like a good scapegoat for practicing more. And it's like, instead of being super efficient on a rifle, pick up a shotgun. You, you can be less accurate and still hit your target uh, for those quick acqui- acquisition acquisition. What? I can't talk today. What's the word, John? Quick acquisition? Acquisition? Just want to watch you struggle. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to struggle by something here. Uh, Those quick shots. We're just going to leave that word out. Like the the shots where you need to throw up really fast and shoot. Shotgun, it's like Fox Country, especially. Like a small target, uh, good old 20 gauge, uh, pretty handy. And And I'd probably still run that. If I was hunting contests where like, Numbers really mattered. Uh, outside of the contest, I'd still run like AR. Uh, and actually, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that later. So I'm not saying like this is forever. The, what I'm about to tell everybody about why I stopped running shotgun, it's not for everyone, obviously. Uh, and the whole like pistol braces kind of put, it kind of sucks because it really, uh, dampered this movement i guess is what you'd say people run like short barrel ars uh because now now the scenario is you got to get a if you want to run shorter than a 16 inch there's a couple different routes you can go now uh sbr which it's not that big of a deal just do that in my opinion or there's the pin and welded muzzle devices now there are companies that you can get ars built that are already pin and welded so you don't have to like go down that path and mess with it yourself. There are companies I'm sure you can send barrels in. You can buy barrels that are pin and welded muzzle devices. Uh, like off the top of my head, there's a couple like blackout defense. I'm just the one that's on top of my head and Griffin Armament, just because I happened to look those up today. Couple manufacturers that'll sell ARs that already have pin and welded muzzle devices that work with certain suppressors. Because, I mean, if you don't have a suppressor, I highly recommend it. But that's kind of like you get into those 
that category of like still running a a super wieldable platform and that's kind of like the whole the whole purpose behind this uh is being able to like replace the shotgun with something that you can quickly throw up and shoot really fast and you have with an ar-15 platform you have that extra ammo in the magazine but you know backing up why going back to that i just kind of veered off path here why threw down a shotgun and started picking up a suppressed ar more often and what that's done like the what that's molded everything into like the entirety of the situation like it changed a lot about what i shoot all that stuff like it just i don't know it spiraled me back out of control with ars so a couple years ago we were going coyote hunting we're gonna actually go into film funny story uh, Mr. Pappy Trawick come down. John wasn't available. Uh, Mr. Pappy Trawick come down. He was going to run the camera for me. And I'm just like super pumped because we're going to some good land. Dad was with me. He's going to, he's going to get to experience like some really good coyote country daytime hunting. Uh, we were going out West, you know, where that's at. And a couple of funny things happened this day. Number one, Kyle lives like two hours away. He drives all the way down. Cause I wanted, I wanted to take a cameraman. Like, no, he's not a legit camera guy, but if we'd have got one on good one on camera, that's fine. You know, we're going to have a good time. <clears throat> so, you know, I over-prepare greatly and had all the stuff laid out. Basically, like, Dad just needed to put on some camo and get in the truck. Same thing with Kyle. I had guns ready. I had everything ready. And then, because of the the topography and terrain and everything on this, this land where we're going, it's super thick underbrush. And, uh, the whole point of like going to daytime hunting is I wanted to, in filming, I wanted to put a lot of cows in our face. So that's also when I like swamped to a shorter bolt action rifle. Like at this point, I'm kind of like not even messing with ARs, uh, other than just like home defense and pig hunting, obviously, you know, but short bolt action ARs, the Sig Cross and the Q Fix 16 inch 308s run our 110 uh, V Maxes for the reason of like just put a shot on a coyote and it's going to disintegrate it and it's going to knock it down. Because where we're going, uh, all the stuff we're going to be calling is very close quarters, very thick brush. And like they zoom in, they zoom back out. Like there is no, there's not much working or anything like that. So if you need to shoot through a small opening and hit a cow in the butt, you need something that's going to anchor it. So that's kind of why I went down that path of with the short three weights and everything else. And obviously I was going to carry my shotgun because again, at this time I'm still very much in the shotguns. Uh, we're actually selling TPH scatter guns. Uh, I don't know if you can see it in frames over my right shoulder. It was also in the 12 minute talk the other day. Uh, you know, I, Again, backing up for just another moment, I've tested several different barrel lengths of shotguns, and I just really enjoyed the longer barreled shotguns. And then, all of this, obviously, by the time you put a salvo on it, it's super long. And I was running a short configuration on top of the 26-inch barrel. And then uh, I had had a few minor mishaps with running the salvo and you know some buckshot and stuff, but nothing major. This particular day... First off, we get over there, 
And I had literally gotten everything except for the batteries for the camera. I left them sitting on my desk on the charger. So I was like, well, <laughs> so turns out we're not going to film. Uh, Kyle, here's the rifle. You and daddy are sitting up over here and I'll just sit around right top of the call with a shotgun. I'll mouth call and stuff like that. It's was, it was a great day. Everything is kind of shooting for the downwind. They're shooting with the rifles. Fun. Totally found that. But I kept telling them, like, I really want a shotgun one right in the face. Like, I just cannot wait for this. Like, it's just, again, back then it was like very shotgun. Shotgun Kyle's was almost as much fun for me as shooting a long range. Like, almost. <clears throat> so, first stand, I actually get an opportunity to shoot a cow in the face. I pull the trigger. This cow's like 20 yards away, and it, look, it literally looks like, uh, references in the last podcast, the 12 minute talk. Looks like I took a handful of shot and just threw it out, like scattered it. It was like a eight foot pattern. And I'm just like, what? And you know, I'm looking at the suppressor cause I thought something happened and everything looks fine. So I, you know, after the stand, I walked down there and I'm like, before we move to our next spot, I'm going to, let me shoot some rocks or something with this one shot, two shot, fine. Third shot, same thing. So I get to looking at it and I'm like, gosh, uh, you know, I guess it's the salvo for sure. So I put it up and then I just basically just kind <clears> of, <throat> I'm sure I had another rifle. <laughs> I can only imagine with me. Um, so we move on and throughout the day, we're like, we're having a great time. We're talking about how nice it is to run these 16 inch boat guns. And everything else. And Kyle, Trey, Pappy's like, why don't you just set up like your one of your 300 blackouts with some 110 V Maxes and, you know, start running with a red dot. And he's like, you've got a full magazine. Why don't you just go that route? So <clears throat> that was kind of the end of that. And I come home and then I mess with the salvo some more. And I've, I've ultimately determined that like it was stripping wads. And, and then it, it kind of dove into this real extensive testing of different loads and uh chokes and everything else on the salvo and i ultimately determined that uh hated it i mean it was fine for the most part but then you would have it stripping water every once in a while and then you had to keep it super clean and all this other crap so i take out my home defense three air blackout which is a what is the ghetto blaster nine and a half inch seven inch somewhere around there i think it's nine with a uh, my Noveski Ghetto Blaster with a red dot, and I was running some 110 VMAX that I had loaded up. Pretty, pretty spicy load for an AR. And I freaking loved it. Even with, so my Ghetto Blaster, I threw a long candle there. I'm pretty sure I threw my CGS, whatever the long boy is. So even with a long can with a, that short of a barrel, and it is, a, it's a SBR Ghetto Blaster, it was super handy as shit like i'm talking about i'll just i fell in love with it immediately because with the red dot it gave me that same i mean i was already used to running red dot on my shotguns so it was like and now i have something that's way quieter way shorter with way better range so i got you know that day i made several stands I and mean, it was actually we had, had a snow and it was really good and i killed several cows with obviously my bolt gun and this uh you know, Nobesky ghetto blaster. So it kind of, it just, I'm just like, Oh, you know, this is where it's at. And I ran that a few more times, taking other people out calling, use it a few more times as I would the shotgun. Love it. Uh, 
but I was like, you know, it's still not quite fast enough to get great, uh, a great opening on this 110 V Max. Say if you hit a coyote on a run in the gut, it would kill him, but it wouldn't knock him down. So I started messing with two, two, three. And I went straight for like the 68 and 75 grain bow tail hollow points. Uh, cause like six and a half, six and a half twist barrels, seven twist barrels. And, uh, like I think I'd tried 11 inch or 12 inch, something like that. And then I ultimately decided that a 14 and a half is perfect. So then I put together, you know, I bought a type a, uh, 14 and a half inch pistol. Yeah, that's a 14 and a half inch uh, pistol. And then I started, I mounted this scope to it, the Leopold VX6 1 to 6. And then I'd, I figured out that, like, uh, for what it is, it's super freaking handy. Now, yes, it's it's not um, replacing the shotgun in the, in the way of, like, oh, I can just kind of be on target and still dispatch it. But it is for that, that close quarters calling, it's freaking perfect. And, you know, then it started, it spiraled me down this road of developing ammo that's more, uh, way better for short barrel rifles and pistol length barrels and stuff like that for munitions. Because I wanted, ultimately, I wanted to run cleaner and be optimized for certain barrel lengths, uh, way better than just like factory ammo being super dirty. And again, along with everything else, suppressing uh diars they run dirtier and then i started messing with all kinds of stuff and ultimately it literally started with i just wanted to predator hunt with something shorter uh but the cool thing about it the cool the the coolest thing about it is especially with you know this optimized ammo uh modern twist rates and everything else that you find in these uh good ars is the fact that i can take something that i can shoot point blank but I can also run, I feel super confident without even a, a tripod, shooting sticks or anything like that. I feel super confident just literally shooting off of my knee out to 200, 250 yards. And in fact, uh, one time me and Fitz went and filmed at another place and that's all I carried the entire day. And we're doing daytime hunting and like one of the furthest shots I made was like 250 just off my knee, literally resting the rifle on my knee because I was sitting on the ground. Um, uh, for me, that's it's. I was sold at that point. Like I'm just no more shotgun because I can take this platform and I can literally, with all the modern advancements in optics and uh, magnifiers and everything else, like I can, I have several different setups at this point and shorter ARs like red dots with uh, magnifiers, uh, all the different LPVOs, calibers, everything else, and you know that kind of. <laughs> sit me down this road of I want something that no matter where I hit the coyote, it's going to knock him down at least if not go ahead and dispatch him. So then we started messing with different ammos for the two, two, three. And I ultimately decided that like really the six arc in a 14, five or even a 16 inch is kind of that perfect area for a predator hunting, uh, predator hunting rifle and especially when we start talking about the six arc because of a little bit more velocity and everything else over the 223 now i'm not saying you can't do it with 223 because this little rifle here which is for whatever reason is one of my most it's a junk drawer build one of my most favorite rifles 
I just repainted again for this year. Uh, I've killed tons of coyotes with it, anywhere from almost at the end of the barrel all the way out to, again, 250, 300 yards. But with the six arc, now we have even more capability for a multi-use platform, and it's still a super short configuration. Now, like I said, you know, 223 or 556, whatever you want to call it, uh, whatever you end up getting, will do the job more than adequately. And yes, you will have to practice more with that short rifle platform as opposed to like shotgun. Again, it's throwing out a, you know, a lot more shot and this is just throwing out one bullet. But if you're using it for those close quarters calling situations is like, even if it is running, which most of the time, like when you're calling up close and you're trying to get them to come right to the call, the potential is real that they'll run into the call and run out or you'll try to shoot them before they come or whatever the case may be within certain yards. You can just put the, you know, hit the front shoulder and touch off on the trigger and you're still going to hit them in the body. And that's going to allow you to, you know, uh, do a follow-up shot if it doesn't automatically dispatch them. So there's, you know, there's pros and cons to the two to three, but the six arc it's, it's fantastic for it. Uh, and, as far as, you know, going back to the whole barrel recommendations and calibers and everything else, since, like, before the pistol brace ban, it was a lot easier because you could run whatever barrel length you wanted and throw pistol brace on, you got a pistol. Even though pistol stocks or whatever you want to call them, pistol braces, they're kind of gay, let's be honest. Uh, so it's, you know, double-edged sword. And I say that because even with a 16-inch barrel, with a, you know, six to seven to eight inch suppressor on it, you're still much shorter than most uh, shotguns that are going to be, you know, fairly, fairly good at dispatching cows at longer ranges. And it has a suppressor on it. But like I said, 13.7, 14.5 with the pinned muzzle device, you can still get within that 16 inches, makes it a slide amount shorter. And I'd recommend a little bit shorter suppressor because the whole the whole point of it is like you you're a handy compact platform and the reason why i say ar-15 platform is because you have you know you know ammo for follow-up shots because it is for this it's replacing the job of the shotgun and and what i've utilized it for and uh i don't know i've just like i said i don't even use a shotgun anymore so maybe once, twice during dove season when I'm being great at dove hunting. But since then, like it, it, it uh, reignited that fire I had with ARs once before, potentially even more so now. And it's just, it's still most of the time when we go hunting, I'm going to be doing the calling. So I'm going to sit up next to the call or closer to the call. And I'm going to put someone on a bolt gun that's watching the downwind and everything else like that. So I find myself nowadays probably running an AR more than anything uh, for that very reason because you can like get them compact, uh, super lightweight, and with the modern advancements in LPVOs and everything else, like I said before, red dots and magnifiers and everything else, all this stuff's getting so much better. It just makes it that much more of a valid option in my eyes now. In my opinion, like one of the, the better setups for like, this is a 14, five, 
have a one to six leopold on it and i have offset red dot uh the offset for if you're going to be using this like strictly for predator hunting with as good as lpvls are getting right now the offset red dot isn't like super necessary but there are scenarios just like in home defense and everything else to where the red dot could be handy like if you find yourself the cool thing about the ar is like when you're in this close quarters calling scenario and you, you know i my further shot's 100 yards i'm not even gonna take a bipod or trap or anything like that like that's another great thing about a super compact lightweight platform the good thing about a red dot is like in case a count bust in on like a weird position you know say you're hunting for yourself and you're just kind of sitting in a certain direction watching your downwind but also watching the call and a cow bust in the certain weird direction it may be easier to go ahead and hit that offset red dot for that close-up kill and you know yeah i'm not gonna get into like certain some people are like uh lpvos ain't true 1x red dots and everything else i find that most of the time if i just dial where i'm comfortable i generally it's just like on 2x uh on most modern lpvos and like I said, I'm not going to say it's a necessity to do an offset red dot when you're running an LPVO for predator hunting. But uh, the cool thing about this is a lot of people do have ARs for pig hunting or home defense. And maybe they have their bolt guns and everything else for predator hunting. And you may already have a you know something comparable to this set up for home defense. I urge everyone, instead of taking a shotgun and a rifle and everything else, take that uh, home defense AR out and go do some predator hunting with it. You know, it's back in the day, I would always carry a, a rifle and a shotgun. And I always sit my rifles. I hunted a lot solo rifle would be sitting on a bipod or a tripod towards downwind shotgun be in my lap facing towards the call. And that kind of gave me, that gave me an ability to cover everything without having to pick up and move anything. But with this, you know, depending on certain scenarios, I won't even carry a bipod or tripod. Like if you can't shoot within, say, 50 to 100 yards, uh, you know, I'm not going to say freehanded because I'm always sitting down on the ground when I carry no tripod. Like I want to go completely minimalistic off the ground, like ground cushion mouth call AR. Like that's what I'm rolling with. Actually, that was a question at some point, like cover minimalistic predator hunting stuff, I think. That's that's it. Uh, ground cushion. I always carry a ground cushion. I don't like sitting on the ground without it. I mean, sometimes I won't do it, but nine times out of ten, like that little ground cushion don't weigh nothing. So I'm going to carry it, a mouth call, and that AR with no bipod, tripod, nothing. That's the pretty slim down, lightweight setup. But this allows you to have that platform, that freedom to cover all that without carrying two guns or having multiple people for multiple jobs and everything else. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's really, it's really great for that. And when the six arc came out and I built, we put together this 14.5 SBR. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't use this lightly. This is the closest thing to a real game changer as I've seen in the predator hunting market. And I know a lot of people throw those words around a lot and, all that crap but the six arc to me is that it's still an ar-15 platform and now this 14 half inch barrel i'm super confident out to several hundred yards on a coyote size target running a one to ten lpvo now like i said 
uh, with the six arc, you know, I don't really get too twerked off on barrel length on the AR, uh, two twenty threes or five, five, six, because it is just a two twenty three or five, five, six. I don't expect a lot. That's why I load the proper projectiles that will expand at those slower velocities. But when we start talking about a cable platform, such as a six arc 14, five is great for a compact package. 16 inch just gather gains you that much more velocity to push your range out that much further so again recommend a six arc right now if you load yourself uh because that's going to be the best way to get some varmint hunting ammo and then, like i said before in previous podcasts like a 65 grain v max out of this 14.5 mm, i probably maybe even a 58 grain v max out of this 14.5 like anywhere you touch the coyote it's going to knock them down but if you gut shoot them, it's probably not going to kill them. You're going to have to put one more in it to finish the job. But it kind of, it serves that purpose of the dual platform situation. Like it's, it's fine for that close up stuff. And then I can just crank down that LPVO and go long range. <clears throat> and again, super compact and everything else. It's, it's just a great cartridge for uh, that do it all type platform. And I mean, this 14.5 here has killed tons of varmints, uh, tons of whitetail. I know a guy questioned it, but it's killed several hundreds hogs at this point just fine. It's it's very capable platform for what it is. Myself, personally, I wouldn't go down to a 12.5 because it's going to be super gassy at that point. And, you know, I, I just I like the performance of the the velocity I'm getting out of the fourteen five, and I I really wouldn't want to sacrifice any more to go even shorter for just a few inches. Like it, it just wouldn't be worth it to me. And uh, so I didn't bring it in here, but I wanted to I want to briefly like go over optics again because you don't have to have an LPVO. Like if you're gonna be okay, I'm just completely replacing the shotgun because I want something much more shorter and compact. And I'm going to be right up on top of the call. I'm going to be in a thick brush and everything else. Like at that point, I wouldn't even worry about doing uh, LPVO. I'd probably just look at a red dot because nowadays, especially nowadays, as much as many people are getting into that sport, like the modern sporting rifles and all that stuff, like the optics companies are really leaning into the red dots and the magnifiers and the LPVLs and everything else. So the magnifiers and uh, even battle sites, if you will, are getting really good. Uh, I should have brought some more in here. Maybe we'll talk about it on another podcast, like go over all the sites. If I was going to be like 100 yards max, I would go with a red dot with magnifier so I can take the magnifier off and on if as I needed, as I saw fit. Or I would even, again, one to six, one to fives, whatever on the LPVO. Or, I mean, you could just straight up roll with a red dot if you feel confident enough with that. And, like, I like a little bit of magnification for the, like, when it's going to be on the outside edge of that. And uh, that makes for a super lightweight, compact platform. And that, that's, again, that's the greatest thing about all these LPVOs is you're reducing the weight and everything else significantly. And your low power setting is like a red dot. But, as I said, like, you don't even have to go to LPVO route if you're going to be never going to be going over 100 yards. Red dot magnifier, these new battle sites is what I call them. Like they're tr basically trying to copy like what Trijicon did with ACOGs. This is like it's a fixed three, fixed five, like probably your most common ones. But most of them will have 
uh, the ability to mount some sort of red dot, like a pistol-sized red dot offset on the side or on the top, that is a pretty handy combination for super compact, super lightweight. I really, I really like right now that I've tested Vortex's uh, 5X with their red dot on top of it. The uh, I believe it's the new Viper red dot, the newest one. That's what's on my little truck gun right now. And when I look through the scope, I have a 5X optic up top as a red dot for those quick, close, uh, close quarter shots. But the overall optics are just a few inches long. Now, typically what you see with those types of battle sights is a pretty shitty eye relief, unfortunately. And maybe one day they'll kind of figure it out much better. But it's totally, I don't know, great setup for like that close quarters uh, coyote hunting scenario and then past that i'm going to go right towards the lpvos because there's so many options available right now and you know, regardless of what these people say on youtube reviews you can't really go wrong with any of them you just got to be you got to be aware of like this is my budget i can't expect like the world with a much you know smaller budget than as i can with like a much steeper budget like the Razor 110, fantastic, but you're going to spend a lot of money. The Vortex VX6 for a hunting LPVL, this is pretty fantastic and everything. It comes with it. It's super lightweight, but it's going to be up there a little over $1,000. But there are, like, again, I'm a huge fan of the SIG MSR line for Predator hunting LPVOs. Uh, for the money, comes with the mount, they've been fantastic. Uh, they have one to six, one eight, one ten. Like I have, I have all of them, and I've been totally happy with all my purchases. But I also, I'm well aware of like what I'm getting for my money. Uh, you know, obviously it's not going to be the the same quality and everything else as a over two thousand dollar optic, but it's still a great valuable option. Even for a bolt gun, I would recommend a one to six, one eight, or one to ten. Because like, why carry old three to nine in the count hunting woods where you potentially ha could potentially shoot something run right into your feet or at a couple hundred yards i would ditch a three to nine or a two to ten for a one to ten or one to eight any day of the week and i actually have i have a couple of boat guns now that have lpvos on instead of the old three by nines and everything else so i mean i guess i guess you know the the premise is like instead of capping myself at a certain range of shotgun because they all have it i mean everybody's had that hail mary story everybody who's shotgunned enough coyotes we've all had that hail mary situation where we dispatch coyote a pretty long ways out but we also are you know if you do it enough you know like realistic ranges are going to be like you know 40 50 yards and that's kind of pushing it for some people that don't actually pattern test their shotgun and when you want to start stepping out and hitting those long range cows, what I call long range cows, like we're talking about a beyond 60 yards, you're going to really need to invest in a tungsten shunt. And that stuff is so expensive nowadays. We're talking about, I don't know what the current prices are, six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes 10, 11, $12 a shunt. Well, by the time we're through with this, we're in, we're in quite a bit of money just to reach out beyond say 50 yards with any kind of great lethality. And again, these are, I'm just kind of open statements right now. I know everyone's killed one much further with, you know, double lot, lead shot, and everything else. But anybody who claims that tungsten does not dispatch coyotes better than lead shot is just hasn't been shotgunning coyotes long enough. I'm telling you right now, tungsten is the way to go. But the problem with it is it's very expensive just to get 
a little bit better lethality out of you know lethal range out of your platform. Whereas I could take this fourteen five with an LPVO, and now I have point blank to again I feel confident killing a coyote out to two hundred fifty three hundred yards with this platform. And you know if we're gonna sit down and just shoot steel, I mean I've run this one to six out beyond. 600 yards but i mean realistically on a count or smaller predators i just i want a little bit more magnification past you know 6x when i'm reaching out further than that but the the reality of the situation is just a better platform all the way around it's shorter compact uh weight wise yeah shotguns are pretty light especially when you run them pretty you know streamlines you know but the reality of the situation is there's no need for multiple platforms. You can just take one and get the job done because of the, like the, all the advancements in optic suppressors and platforms and calibers and everything else. It's just, it's a fantastic route to go instead of just even fooling with a shotgun. But I'm not saying again, being open to a shotgun can potentially open up where you can go predator hunt. And I'm telling you right now, if someone called me tomorrow, I was like, Hey, I have this amazing place to go coyote hunting but it's shotgun only, but you're going to see like 30, 40 coyotes during a day hunt. I'm going to go ahead and dust off the shotgun. Like I'm not, I don't use it anymore, but I'm not against using it again. If I, if the, you know, the situation calls for it. And again, <coughs> I'm just kind of relaying what my path has been thus far. And I don't see me going back to the shotgun anytime soon. It's just, I don't know. I've had such great luck out of these little SBRs and everything else uh, for that multi-use situation. And again, it, like I said, it it changed the way I did everything, probably forever. I mean, I still love my boat guns, but I won't get on a boat gun unless I'm hunting with multiple people and someone else is covering the you know the call, and I'm just sitting up on downwind, or it's nighttime, and I'm going to run my nighttime rack boat guns, and you know. I guess. Hmm. How long we've we been going? Um. Probably a little between thirty and thirty-five. Oh. Can you wake up? <laughs> I feel like I've covered it all, but what are some questions? Um, you think I should talk about? I guess I could talk about the rifles. Like these are probably my t- two most favorite. Do you have any like overwhelming there questions? Was, there was some specific questions from the last video on Monday. We talked about shotguns. So give me a second to put the. the oh, up. well, while you're doing that, I'll talk about uh, my two favorites for this situation. I guess or sitting here on the table. This is the fourteen five junk drawer build. It has a ballistics advantage barrel. I'm running a Gunworks 6 suppressor, and it's not because I like the suppressor, because it's kind of loud, but it's super short, compact, lightweight. It suppresses. That's about all I'm going to say. Like, it's always been on this gun for this reason. I want short, compact, lightweight. This is one of my lightest ARs that I own right now. Uh, Junk drawer build, like Arrow Precision Parts. I have the Magpul Bad Lever. Odin Marks uh, mag release, extended mag release. Uh, this looks like a Badger Ordnance mount. Leopold VX6. I just mounted this up not that long ago. That's the Holosun 507C for the offset red dot. I am running uh, Area 419, 419 or 419. I'm sure somebody will correct me on this. 
I have a short Arca rail section on the forearm to where I, when I do want to run out on tripod. Little foregrip, and then I have Picatinny rail when I want to throw a bipod on and shoot this thing off the range, like testing my zero and everything else or whatever else I want to mount up there. Uh, Lancer 20-round mag. I don't want no super long magazine hanging out unless I'm going to you know, clip on a thermal and go shoot some pigs. Uh, this is the Magpul SLM buttstock. Super short. I uh, didn't even know that was a thing until I found it the other day. Uh, I don't remember the charge handle, the but boat carriers, bootleg, adjustable boat carrier. And then primarily ammo-wise, I run 60-grain VMAXs from Allied Munitions or the 69-grain Nautilus from Allied Munitions. I have run just a whole gamut of different ammo on this thing, and those are just like the primary rounds I run there because like, it'll work fine for home defense. It'll work fine for shooting coyotes, pigs, everything else. I've, I'm going to guess this barrel at... seven eight nine thousand rounds at this point like because this is like this is the work mule this is the fun mule like it's it's been it's been road hard and put up wet uh it's been great so far and i haven't i haven't had to rebuild the boat carry yet or anything like that uh i'm sure that's coming very soon but i do take care of my firearms i maintenance them regularly and even though it looks awful uh, i actually just re-spray painted it because it just gotten so beat to shit and hideous and everything else fun fact this is a utg handguard and i did not know that till the other day when i was about to paint it because i was like man i really like this slim profile and it's super lightweight and again we're not sitting down we're not shooting like maximum precision at 200 yards this is like more of a this is a fantastic shooting rifle for what it is like it'll shoot you know sub him away but I'm not worried about like the most rigid, you know, handguard and everything else. Cause I'm never going to clamp a bunch of lasers and lights and everything else like that. I've never had problems with this thing. Maintain zero. It's rolling dozers. It's fell off dozers. It's rolling pickup. Like it's been many, many miles and it's been just fine. I just, I guess when you pair all this cheaper shit up, it makes for a super lightweight rifle, <laughs> but it's been fantastic. Like it's, it's just been a fantastic little rifle. Again, that's my, one of my most favorite ones for a while since I since I put it together, and then obviously everyone knows the old fourteen five six arc build uh, that's you know cobbled together essentially off of start out with a what's the name of that company Taipei upper and lower, and then it's it's had. It's had multiple different parts. Like, it still has the original pistol grip and safety. I ripped their trigger out, replaced it with a better one. Uh, What's well, Geisley, I think, if I recall correctly. It's it's wore multiple different handguards, and I just can't, I keep going back to Geisley. Uh, it's got a Area 49 Arca Rail on it. Um, Diligent Defense Enticer STI suppressor. Been on it for some time. I just recently moved the vortex one to 10 back onto this i know i keep saying i'm never going to change again but i took the one to 10 eotech and put it on a bolt gun because i really wanted it on there and uh as soon as we get some we got some more lpvos coming one eights and one tens i'm probably gonna try some new ones on there but good old trusty here vortex razor one to ten that's been a great scope and that's the mill version radical uh magpool moe SLK maybe the the not the shortest buttstock but the second 
to the shortest, but uh, it's pretty lightweight package, uh, proof 14.5 barrel. Uh, it's been a great little rifle. Shoots fantastic. I mean, that's really about all I can say about those two. Like, again, I just I chose my two favorites to come in here. As far as like that compact AR platform that I carry the most, uh, predator hunting. But moving on to the so questions. so questions. It seems like it seems like from what I've seen, most people who really like shotgun, like running a shotgun with coyotes, is are doing it like daytime hunting. Yeah, more than nighttime hunting. Um, do you think there's still a place for it? Yes, I mean we used to, not so much anymore nowadays. But uh, when we had more fox country, uh, there's always shotgun. And there's still tons of people running shotgun rack at nighttime. Now, I would recommend, you know, having a red dot or some sort of bead you can actually see. But absolutely, like, again, especially in fox country, uh, my favorite thing to do nighttime hunting in fox country was have a 20 gauge with uh, what I ended up moving to was a heavy shot three inch. It was actually a duck load. And I don't remember the exact shot size. I want to say it was like two shot. But it was their heavy hammer load. And I could be totally off basis with my memory here. I believe it was the heavy hammer. So it's 25 round box. Well, what they did was they they give you about half lead shot and then half tungsten. So it was much cheaper than normal tungsten loads. And that shit, when you pattern it probably, I think it was running a Benelli M2 20 gauge. Does that sound right? M2? Yeah, probably. That was a straight up hammer, like on Fox. Like, again, I would still take it if we're going to Fox Country tomorrow, nighttime hunting. Like, I would, I would rather run the shotgun in Fox Country when they're just like barreling over the truck, which, you know, they, that tends to happen sometimes, Fox Country. Like, it's still a very viable platform. And like I said, well, there, I mean, there's some guys that that's all they run in Fox Country. Their Fox Country is so thick that they literally just troll the whole time with shotguns. And I, again, Coyote hunting, not so much anymore. I mean, if I have enough people, someone's going to be on the ground with a shotgun. Like, I just, I only want two people in a rack at a time. Someone can be standing at the front of the truck with a shotgun. And, and I always tell them, like, if they're going to come on the truck, we're not going to shoot them. Let them come on up there and blast them. Because the, the, as it pertains to coyote hunting at nighttime, typically we're kind of, you're looking for that time frame when it's good. And when it is good, you go, 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 go. So, the closer you can shoot them to the truck, the better. That's less walking, less time you're wasting. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely valid, and there's definitely a lot of people who run them at nighttime. I mean, that's a really long answer to your question, but the answer is yes. <laughs> now, what is, like, <clears throat> your biggest recommendations ammo-wise? I, uh, if I was going to pull the 12-gauge out tomorrow and go run it, heavy shot, uh, Double lot buck tungsten. Uh, there's a. I've killed them with everything, but for the range and everything else, especially if it's patterned properly, three inch double lot buck tungsten. It just it does it for me. Now a lot of people run T shot and all that stuff, and I just I don't know. I've had again. I've sh I've killed them with everything, bird shot everything. I've tested literally everything. We even loaded our own for a little while. Maybe one of these days we'll get back into that, but I still I would still go back to that three inch double up buck uh heavy shot. 
It's tungsten load. It's expensive. But I've had the best luck out of that stuff. Like, hey, people need to understand that one time, that's all I hunted with was a shotgun. Kyle's with. Was, there was a couple years there. That's all I hunted them with was shotgun during the day. Now, with, uh, with a shotgun, if you were to get one today, like, what what kind of shotgun would you get? Whether barrel length, uh, manufacturer... You know, I'm I'm not caught up on like who's the best and everything else like that. So I, I, it'd be hard for me to say because I, again, I just do not pay attention to shotguns anymore. I mean, if you're going to run a semi, I would, I'd still to this day rather have a pump action just because I've in the past had even with the M4s and M2s and everything else in the past. Now again, I'm outdated on my information. Like I just, what was that around COVID when I kind of got out of shotguns? I think. When I got out of it, I got out of it. So I don't know what's new, what's good, and everything else. But and I don't know how good the Remington eight seventies are nowadays. But used to, I'd tell people like you can't go wrong with a Mossberg five hundred. You can't go wrong with a Remington eight seventy. And uh, the eight seventies, when we were doing the TPH scatter guns, that thing had been the hell and back, and it's got uh, grillions of rounds to it, and it's still chug along. But that was also pre the. Uh, what happened to them? Bankruptcy and when other people bought them and everything else. I couldn't tell you anything about them nowadays. But I will say, again, I like the longer barrels. 26 inches, somewhere around there. It depends on what range you're going to want to kill cows to. You know, if you're going to be, you know, super thick country, yeah, you can get a shorter barrel. Uh, but I'm still going to go with, like, if, if I was getting one tomorrow, I'd pro- I might look at a 22-inch, 24-inch, somewhere around there. Uh, but I probably wouldn't get, I probably wouldn't go to 18-inch. Like, I tried a bunch of those back in the day. And I just, even the ones that, even when they patterned good, I just could not get the lethality that I wanted to, wanted out of it. Because, I, again, it's a very specific scenario. I suppose if maybe I was hunting with someone, I'd probably just, I'd probably look at one of these turkey hunting edition shotguns semi-auto it's already like a little bit more compact it's already camo hell nowadays they got them i think they already they're selling them with red dots already on them uh it usually comes with like you know some extended chokes and everything else like that so i'd probably look in that direction if i was going to go with a shorter barrel not necessarily get into like the m4s and m2s and everything else like that but again i have i'm outdated on information as far as like is there it seems to me as if a lot of the, just knowing what i see in ammo seems like a lot of these companies have really jumped on the tungsten shunt bandwagon so what i'd have to go back down that that path and see like who's carrying what and you know all that stuff like that but i guess i guess my recommendation would be uh find someone like i don't know aaron anderson who's in the now with shotguns or talk to these guys like I believe his name is Dustin Patterson, and if I said your name wrong, I sincerely apologize. We've t- spoken many times. People like him that are still out there getting it, grinding it with a shotgun. I'd probably get with them, like, what's the newest, latest, and greatest, and everything else with the shotguns, and go from there. But it's like, shot, I'm a tungsten guy. Like, I just, I want that lethality. Any more questions? No, I think that kind of sums it up. Uh... 
Let's see. I mean, I covered it pretty, pretty thorough. Like, why? Uh, should... The ad, uh, the advent of the lightweight semi-automatic <laughs> carbine uh, seventy years ago has finally hit uh, the mainstream, <laughs> and it's almost crazy. It's like it's better. Yeah, I want. I want to see. I want to see where LPVOs go. You're telling me something that's smaller, lighter weight, carries has more capacity, is more common, is more multifunctional, is better for doing things. That's crazy. You blew my mind. <laughs> oh, there's still going to be people like, oh, I would never, you know. Oh, I want to spend $5 every time I shoot my gun. Well, there's also going to be like people that say, I would never do this. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, you might have been asleep during this portion of the talk. Like I said, like, uh, if you want to extend the range, you're going to have to get into a longer barrel and all that crap and run tungsten shot. Like there's, there's no denying it. You cannot question this tungsten kills better than just generic. Layout. So like if you took the ball, right. And then you like extended it and you put a spin <laughs> on it and then you put a faster burning powder behind it. And then maybe you like put rifling down like the tube. So it spins mm-hmm. that, that longer thing. It would go way faster and carry more energy. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but imagine. <laughs> I mean, an argument could be made that some people need to run to shotgun because they suck at shooting. But guess what? It transfers over. Like if they suck it, typically, I'm going to put a, you know asterisk by this. Typically, if they suck on a rifle, they're probably going to suck on a shotgun. <laughs> I will say I have very vivid memories of somebody. Uh, and this was one, uh, I think it was an M2 with an extended uh, tube yeah. at night from a rack, dumping an entire tube at an animal that was 50, 50 yards away and missing the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It's. I can't remember who it was. Who you talking about? Maybe don't say their name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like everybody, like the thing is, I, I don't know. It wasn't me. Somebody else was, it was on the other side. As he was pointed at the, he was pointed the other direction <laughs> and somebody else was on the animal and it like dove over. Yeah. Do, like it, the, the damn high or the uh, top drive. It felt like a fucking pontoon boat yes. on, on heavy waters. Cause the mean, thing was rocking so hard. That one is like a freaking pontoon boat. I mean, I don't know what the laws are now, but used to fuck the laws. <laughs> Used to you didn't you didn't have to have a uh, plug or anything for predator hunting, just yeah. as many rounds as that bitch would run. That was a plus for the shotgun. Um, if we ever get them back, we never got A-12s. on an animal. Uh, yeah, we took the uh, AA twelve, killed a rabbit, killed a rabbit with a, a drum magazine of like twenty rounds of twelve gauge. I want to that that's when uh, if we ever get them back, that's when I'll make my return to the shotgun for predator hunting. That's gonna be interesting because it's. I'm just picturing like the 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 drum of a five dollar tungsten and like, that's just five dollars every. I'd probably go ahead and just go cheap buck shot because like, it's so much shot and yeah. I don't know if I surely those could handle tungsten. Like I said, uh, it's a stainless steel tube. Back in the day, man. Uh, I, I was I was just like everything you know the way I am about everything else. I was the same way about shotguns. I would buy every single little cheap shotgun that came from Turkey. 
<laughs> then oh, tungsten would just destroy the bitches. Maybe they're uh, I only hunt predators with a over under, so I'm sophisticated. I mean, maybe they were destined to fail anyways, but it just sure like I've seen some some quote unquote good shotguns fall apart from running too much tungsten because again, it's the density of the shot. It's yeah. Know. It seems to be a little bit rougher on the old Oh, that's why guns. I use my over-under with Damascus barrels. I'm, <laughs> I'm fancy. I mean, we should do it. Like, dress up like yeah. <laughs> fancy English men and go cow hunting with our over-and-unders. We need dogs. If you're really fancy, you'd be running a Sabbath. Coach gun. little shorty. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can just pretty much wrap it up there. Yeah, uh, housekeeping. Uh, we're thinking about doing some like like episodes, like as live streams. Yes. What we're curious on is time wise, like time and day. I'm almost thinking if we did them Tuesday, it would be because like if you're doing your schedule, oh, so you... like the Wednesday podcast, it would be done Tuesday night, and then yeah, so the people. The people who watch it live could watch it and uh, then early and then it, it releases like normal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let us know what you think. Uh, would y'all like to do a live stream? We can, we're just trying to think of like, we get tons of questions. We're trying to think of ways like that. Well, cause then we could have it easier. We could do like the podcast and have like a segment for questions that are yeah. live. Um, well, I mean also like it, it would also, some of the, like this, uh, podcast itself would have been actually pretty good for a, a live because, it could mold the conversation. Fucker. I still, I don't know if, like, what about internet on here? I wanted to just try it out. <laughs> well, I wanted to find I mean, you out. Couldn't, you couldn't stay awake long enough. Right. Maybe I, would, I was getting engaged with, uh, uh, you're getting engaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, if you're in Midland, alloutdoors.com, you can sign up for the range on the website. You can check out other stuff in the store on the website, but it also gives you hours to the store. If you're in Midland, stop by and check it out. We have lots and lots of new stuff in stock and more stuff arriving daily for all of your custom ammo needs and whatnots and knickknacks. Allymunitions.com. Custom hunting ammo. There's still some ammo in the after-season blowout sales. Uh, we have optics now. We have fishing shirts and apparel. Has it arrived yet? It is not. God. Well, anyways, you better be paying attention because when it gets on there, it's going to go fast. The, all the new TPH apparel. It's really cool. I can't wait to show you guys. We appreciate y'all watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, all that crap. Share us to your friends. All that jazz. Topic suggestions, anything else, drop down below. We appreciate y'all guys. See you next time.